Yo, Fish B, are you just dicking around or is it showtime? Showtime? They've already pressed play? I should probably start. Welcome to Bob's Fishbowl Party, people. On the show tonight, why Instagram sucks, what will non-vaping teenagers ever do with their time, and the nicest thing I can say about President Trump. Oh, what could possibly go wrong with that? What, what could, that should really be the theme of this show, and really so many things in showbiz is, what could, what could possibly go wrong? If showbiz had a slogan, that slogan universally across the board would be, what could possibly go wrong? The story of uh, of showbiz. Uh, uh, speaking of stories, and I mentioned uh, vaping a moment ago, more on that in a moment. Melania Trump wants you to be best. But the most asinine question I got all weekend, and I can't believe I forgot about it until now. But Saturday, after an afternoon, early evening of college football at Buffalo Wild Wings with my emotional support emotional support husband, Doug, excuse me, as I'm exiting the Buffalo Wild Wings, at that point, I was not a former jeweler. I was still jeweling. And these teenagers ask me, this, this particularly brash teenage young man says, excuse me, sir, do you mind if I hit your jewel? And I'm like, yeah. And then they kind of just skedaddled, just, just skedaddled in shame. But what a, what, the bravado on these kids, I tell you. Excuse me, sir, can I hit your jewel? No, no, you can't. Fishby, if I could get a little reading music. This story comes from the New York Post, and I think we should get to it before we get to any questions, because this involves the now infamous NFL diva wide receiver Antonio Brown, formerly of the Steelers, formerly of the Raiders, currently of the Patriots. A couple days ago, I was asked in confidence, does Antonio Brown finish the season with the Patriots? And my answer was an enthusiastic yet unfortunate yes. I'm not so sure about that now. I'm not so sure he ever sees the field. Do you hear about this rape accusation? It's in civil court, but I don't want to mess this up because the details are really important, so I actually printed something off from the New York Post. I hope you don't mind. Hence the reading music, Fishby. Reading music. The personal trainer of Antonio Brown is a former gymnast who first met the athlete at Bible Study. And she claims she has passed a lie detector test about the alleged attack. Her name is printed in the story as it is public as part of this civil suit. However, out of respect, I'm going to leave it out. Make fun if you want. But uh, the woman first encountered Mr. Brown at a fellowship of Christian athletes, because where else would Antonio Brown be? This was a meeting at Central Michigan University in 2010. She was a freshman, and uh, he was the dynamic wide receiver on the school's football team. During their first meeting, she was paired with Antonio Brown as his Bible study partner, according to the lawsuit. The pair reconnected again in 2017, some seven years later, when Brown, then an all-pro receiver with the Steelers, reached out to the woman on Facebook and asked for, quote, help improving flexibility and strength in his ankles and fast-twitch muscles, end quote, according to the suit. Within a month of their reunion, Brown, 31, allegedly accosted the woman, 28, by bursting in on her while she was changing and kissing her against her will, according to the lawsuit. 
As they had during their college Christian fellowship days, they often read scriptures, prayed, or watched services together during the training visits, according to the suit. Well, they watched one religious video less than a month after the first incident. Brown furtively, yes, that's the adjective used, he furtively masturbated behind the woman and ejaculated onto her back, the suit alleges, adding that it left the woman, quote, dismayed, confused, and embarrassed, end quote. The next day, the woman got a series of profanity-laden text messages from Brown, who was firing her and dehumanizing her. The, it allegedly reads, F your knowledge, bitch. I bell, a uh, misspell, but I bell all pro before I even knew you, he purportedly wrote. You a disgrace to little girls. You a failed gymnast living in the past, end quote, according to the suit. But after this happened in 2017, they eventually reconciled and resumed their professional relationship in May 2018. But shortly after the reunion, Brown allegedly, quote, pinned her down and raped her as he said, quote, you know you want this, according to the suit. She's suing in civil court for monetary damages. Overwhelming bouts of anxiety, deep depression, nearly daily panic attacks, frequent suicidal ideations, and insomnia. The suit says the woman has taken a lie detector test backing up her claims about the masturbation and rape allegations in past. Suit says that she's had to relive the trauma of the events through the examination, but the polygraph exam confirmed her completely truthful account that in June 2017, Brown ejaculated on her without her consent. That's bad. And in May 2018, he raped her. That's uh, even worse. Antonio Brown, for his part, has, uh, has acknowledged that the pair did in fact have consensual sex, but called the suit a money grab. Uh, that, according to, I believe, his agent, legendary agent Drew Rosenhaus, if you follow the agenting business. Uh, law enforcement never contacted, by the way. So I don't, I'm not sure about uh, Antonio Brown, but if any of this is true, good riddance. Question one! What's the most scandalous headline of the day? Oh, this is easy. Th this crossed NBC News at a point today, and it, it was literally a spit take from me. Not, and I shouldn't have been shocked, but here's the scandalous headline. U.S. denying protected status to people from the Bahamas. Yeah, those islands are destroyed. Everyone's seen the drone footage by now. I mean, this, this is part and parcel with the rest of the Trump immigration and refugee and every stance they've taken against people that aren't seemingly white since they've taken office. Thank you, President Trump, Stephen Miller, Jeff Sessions, and the list goes on. There's still 2,500 people missing, and I got a sneaky suspicion they're not paddleboarding. But the U.S. Referring, refusing to give protected status, as we did to citizens of Haiti after that major earthquake, U.S. denying protected status to people from the Bahamas. We have lost our moral standing in the world, 
We are no longer the country we were, and I pray that one day we will be again and never have to read headlines like this again. Palace Intrigue. First it was uh, it was Sharpie Gate, and then Sharpie Gate turned into Bolton Gate, and then I thought today was going to be Pole Gate, but go figure, we're back on Sharpie Gate. Because through reporting that, that I, uh, between, I gleaned from the Washington Post and the New York Times, if you put both their stories together, they have this story about the whole, the whole Noah map and the, and the Sharpie thing. I told you we're back on Sharpie Gate. That this thing went directly from Trump, trickled down to his chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney. Mick Mulvaney then ordered Commerce Secretary, and uh, as he's been called by people smarter than me, a real Mr. Magoo, Wilbur Ross, and then he reaches out to NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheres and Association or Agency. Usually, I am, I am dead on. And then Noah turned that into an unsigned statement. And then today, Trump dismissed the whole debacle as a hoax slash fake news. Sharpiegate. How come you haven't posted on Instagram in forever? There's a very good reason for this. And I know it affects... Not everyone in a negative way, but it affects a lot of people in a negative way, especially people, especially people, excuse me, that have mental health issues. For me, I get on Instagram and it lowers my self-esteem immediately. And it also makes me envious of my friends. And I don't want to feel envious of my friends. And my friends don't want me to feel envious of them. So it's a lose-lose for me on Instagram. If anyone knows anyone that works in Instagram, I know they flirted with this idea. This idea got leaked. So I know the idea is in the building. Can you at least turn off my account? Can I, can I just turn off the likes? Because there's lots of things I would like to post. But the likes I find traumatic. I don't need a daily reminder from Instagram that I only have two friends. I don't. I'm well aware that I'm lonely. I'm well aware that the world right now, despite everyone being connected, Facebook, is the loneliest we've ever been, and Instagram is not helping. Can we turn off the likes? Can I be your, your guinea pig on this one, Instagram, please? Are mandatory weapons buybacks a good idea? Democratic presidential candidates. I know Beto O'Rourke is Elizabeth Warren. Is Kamala on this too? I'm not even sure. I guess we'll find out tomorrow. There's another debate on ABC News, I believe. Are mandatory weapons buybacks a good idea? In a word, no. Voluntary, fine. Get as many off the street as you can. But you want mandatory buybacks? I. This is where you get to the enforcement element of it. Because if you're really going to send ATF to people's houses to confiscate their semi-automatic weapons, that's going to end in a lot of death bordering on civil war, and I'm not being hyperbolic. That is going to be a gross, gross display of firepower that no one wants a part of. I can't imagine a world 
where you could make it, if anyone got caught with one, you could make it an instant $10,000 fine and an instant year in jail. I mean, with due process, obviously, but the letter of the law written pretty tight. An automatic year in the clink, but that's about as far as you could go. I'm all for licenses. I think every gun owner should have a license. Every gun serial number that they own should be on the back of said license. When they get a new gun, they have four weeks to update it. I don't think that's too extreme, but mandatory gun buybacks, bad idea. What's your biggest fear in the gun control debate? Well, President Trump has already started doing it. I imagine this will become a major Republican talking point. That mental illness will be unfairly vilified. That's my biggest fear in the gun control debate. Is your brain infected with demons? Is my brain infected... Uh, with demons. No, I have a bipolar disorder. It's a uh, medical brain condition that for me creates racing thoughts to an exponential degree. And at their worst, they are horrible and terrifying and I don't wish them on my worst enemy. Are they demons? No, not demons, a medical condition. Is John Bolton gonna write a book? Oh, John Bolton was already successful and independently wealthy before he went into the Trump White House. I know Trump is a real big fan of those NDAs, those non-disclosure agreements, but if John Bolton didn't sign one, and I doubt that he did, every publisher of this type of book is knocking at his door because you can disagree with John Bolton on just about everything, as I do. But there is no doubt that that guy gets hot and bothered and he does spit rhetorical fire. I predict no holds back like a must read book from former National Security Advisor until yesterday, John Bolton. Damn right he's gonna write a book and make a lot of money and it's gonna be good. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Are you entertaining a young lady since your parents are out of town? <laughs> uh, it, it is true. It is true. I am, uh, I'm really living in paradise here. My, uh, my parents are, uh, are out, of out of town for a couple days. I, I've even escaped the dungeon. I'm, I'm doing the show upstairs tonight if it sounds, uh, if it sounds completely different. But uh, no, I don't. I don't, I don't even own a condom if I was, so, so no, obviously no, no, of course not, entertaining a young lady tonight, I, uh, odds are, odds are one in a million, one in a million, I am, uh, I, I have time for the show, that's it, and dollar beer night, tonight is dollar beer night, so, so anything can happen, and dollar beer night goes down at a bar that's attached to a mall that hasn't been open in 20 years. That's how hot Dollar Beer Night in Spokangeles is. What happens when millions of underage kids can't vape anymore? Well, one, uh, if, you, if you're into black market gains, start buying as many jewel pods as you can because they're going to be the new Bitcoin on the black market. Uh, jewel pods. Buy lots of those. But this is going to be bad for these kids. I, I talked to my daughter, who's still in high school, about, about what high school's like. 
And she says during lunchtime or during really any class break, go into any girl's bathroom, not just one or two, go, and it's a big high school, go into basically any girl's bathroom, and it's just jewel fest. Everyone passing around jewels like they're joint trading pods, popping pods, throwing away pods. It's all jeweling all the time. But the president and Melania B. Best Trump invited the press into the Oval Office today the government, the FDA, considering a ban of all flavored vaping products. Damn near everyone I know who doesn't smoke cigarettes anymore vapes in some way, and even people that have never smoked cigarettes, never chew tobacco, now vape insatiably. So these kids are all either going to start smoking cigarettes or chewing tobacco way too soon, which I'm not saying the jeweler products like that are safe. I don't know enough about them. But I'm not sure they're worse than cigarettes. I think cigarettes are probably worse. Or you're just going to have a bunch of kids uh, nick-fitting like crazy. It'll be curious to look at the data afterwards in terms of like school suspensions and fights and arrest rates amongst teenagers and just the juvenile uh, uh, detention facilities. Like, do their population spike when they put the kibosh on teen vaping? Scary times. What's the nicest thing you can say about President Trump? Oh, that's tough. That's the nicest thing I can say about President Trump. I'm feeling nice. It's dollar beer night. Uh, President Trump has a vivid imagination. And I won't walk down the path of borderline delusional. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I'll just leave it at that. That's a nice thing to say. President Trump, that man, perhaps more than any other president, has a vivid Imagination. Oh, and there's the, uh, there's the music. I hear it. It's for our executive producer. That means we've reached the last of Fishbeast's questions for the evening. And tonight, Isaiah the Tiny Player, our executive producer, who always gets the last question, writes, As we speak, spider sheep are breaking the internet. What are spider sheep? Well, son, I'm glad you asked. The, these so-called spider sheep, uh, they're, they're actually known as blue sheep, but blue sheep also a misnomer because they're actually a species of goat. And yes, they walk down cliffs, they walk up cliffs, uh, walk up cliffs. It doesn't look right, uh, but you can find them if you visit the Valley of the Cats in China, specifically the Tibetan region. And those are the spider sheep that are breaking your internet. And now, my friends, time for the artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego. It's the finale. A white New Jersey couple plus fertility clinic mishap equals Asian baby. The Chinese lady slash terrible spy, guilty of trespass at Mar-a-Lago. Purdue Pharma tentatively agreeing to a three ba 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 billion dollar opioid settlements. And the Sacklers, I believe, will have to step down as head of the company. France 89, USA 79, International Basketball, FIBA World Club, FIBA World Cup, a disgraceful loss. 
for the United States of America in the quarterfinals. They are out. They are done. Poor Team USA. Oil tycoon slash natural gas car guy from back in the day and big supporter of Oklahoma State Athletics, T. Boone Pickens. He's dead, which is in a weird way is probably good news for Oklahoma State. Ohio State can't trademark the, the word the or the. They're trying to trademark the as in the Ohio State University. Way to go trademark people. Sorry, sorry, Buckeyes. And the situation. Mike Sorrentino from, from Jersey Shore. He's getting out of jail on Thursday. He's done his eight months, and I actually think that's great. I'm not embarrassed to say because sometimes when you're not feeling good, reality shows are the greatest, just like Zendaya says on Euphoria. But the other weekend, a few maybe a month, month and a half ago, I got roped into watching uh, the latest Jersey Shore family reunion, and I was actually impressed of, of, of the nice, uh, relatively nice people that, uh, that the cast of, of Jersey Shore has, uh, has grown up to be. So uh, way to go, situation. You're out, man. Now, now, now it's all about you and the new wife and uh, living your best life. Congratulations, sir. Assuming we don't die in our sleep, as always, there's a chance we'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, tell your friends, this podcast is lukewarm. Say goodnight, Tongaleo. Uh, uh, uh.